Welcome back to Stories RPG. It is time for Luna Uni Year One. And uh, I have a crew of absolute punk scientists with me who have been causing trouble all throughout the core worlds and are about to find out what the consequences are. Um, I'm Michael Lowe, and why don't you all introduce yourselves and your punk scientists. Scriv, get us started. Hey, yo, I am Theodora or Dora, the Beatle techno punk, and I am here with my children, Daniel, Jamantha, and Jimothy, ready to cause some memories <laughs> create some relationships and maybe chaos chaotic memories yeah but it's all in fun zark zapham trundle into uh, into frame here i am zark zapham i am the fastest pilot in the galaxy if you ask me and right now i am a brain in a jar and that jar is installed in a very old kind of a little bit rusty a little creaky graffiti covered robo body but i will get a fast ship body again and that is my promise. Fastest brain and the slowest body in the universe. Y'all. For now, for now. Temporarily inconvenienced. All right, Yafit. You are last, but never last. Um, tell them tell who you are. Hello, I'm Mo, and I'm going to be playing Yafit Yo, a humanoid cat creature who is so beautiful and attractive that um, people just kind of tend to do what I say. And can you blame me for that? Um <laughs> Can't. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Cannot. Yes, we can. <laughs> yep. Well, that's the problem is all of you have been blamed for the things you feel blameless for. You are all thorns in the core world's side, collectively. And the reason for this is the core worlds are very, very peaceful. They're very stable. They're sustainable. They fixed all the problems humans think are, are, are important to solve. And sadly, yes, they've become boring to those of you with greater aspirations and weirder tastes. Um, so... You have been summoned to the the space station that is in the geographic center of the core worlds. This is the home of the Council of Descendants. You were offloaded from a um, a transport and guided by a series of lights to an antechamber where you are now sealed in, waiting for your chance to be seen by the Council of Descendants. And when I say you, it's an entire crew of you. A ragtag group of different peoples from all throughout, different descendants from all throughout the core worlds, um, all of whom look like they've gotten into various types of trouble, none of whom look like they are good core worlder citizens, and all of whom are very young for their respective species. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. I am wearing neither rags nor tags. Wait, what? You look incredible. In fact, there's a kid who sidles up next to you kind of gives you a look up and down. She's got, uh, when I say pink skin, I don't mean like pink, like, you know, everyday pink. I mean like Pepto-Bismol pink. 
um, and pink hair of the exact same shade. And she kind of elbows you and she goes, so slick, what are you in for? Um, just being too awesome. What's your name? She grins and kind of laughs a little and she goes, okay then. She goes, danger, ace danger. And she gives you this look like, I know. She looks like she, not only does she grin like she knows how ridiculous her name is, she grins like, yeah, that's my name. What's up, Ace? Danger. She goes, I don't know, about to find out. Kind of exciting, isn't it? I'm Yafit, and as I introduce myself, my tail kind of, my tail does a little trick, and uh, it, it is almost like visual <laughs> grammar for my introduction. This is, this is the, this is, you, you have an emotive tail, and your tail does a little bit of like, yeah fluffiness is are there sparkles like let's let's be polite about this so you do you turn on whatever it is you have and you get the little i turn on the charm that's right she uh she she doesn't look that impressed she kind of looks and she goes i can't wait and she actually walks over next to the door and it's kind of like bouncing on the the balls of her feet and she goes i figured they're gonna have to do something dramatic this time um both of you are overhearing this zark and uh Dora, if you want to say anything, you're welcome to do so. What did they do last time? She she says, oh, I've been through every one of the programs. Uh, reintegration, values, calibration. There was one where they had a singing and drumming. It was terrible. Of course it didn't work. Uh... She goes, come on. They must have done something to you, too. She looks around. She goes, all of us, right? And there's like a murmur, like a bunch of the kids. Like One of them goes... Yeah, I hated the hippy-dippy one. I mean, the basket weaving was boring, but, you know. They were quite nice to me. That's what, uh, that's what slow basket weavers say. I was the fastest basket weaver in the class. Are you kidding me? <laughs> have you seen these arms? Okay, so maybe you're faster. You have four arms, but I'm faster on a per-arm basis, which is what we should be evaluating it by. <laughs> There's this armadillo-looking dude, and he kind of looks down at you, and he goes, I respect your level of confidence. The door opens, and all of you, there's there's suddenly, like, the entire room is dark. And it's it's a vast room. You can feel that this is the center of the, the entire station. And the gravitational rotation in here has got you all rooted to the floor. And then a light starts in the very center. You know this because you've seen this. This is televised... On all of the interspace webs, there's a there's a broadcast of the council meetings because all council meetings are open and fully fully public. Um, and you know these councilors; these lights pop up over each of the councilors. Some are holograms, some are in physical form. There's a there's a, a quick there's a moment where a voice booms out and says, "This meeting of the Council of Descendants is called to order." in attendance and they start rattling off the names of all the counselors you recognize a few of them there's pinky perfect who is the former amusement park attendee uh who is also the representative for robot kind um they Wait, are amusement park attendee they just went to them oh no they oh sorry apologies <laughs> yeah they were no they ran they were an amusement park worker okay okay but they were they were one of the instrumental members of the Robot Liberation Army who shut down the core worlds with a peaceful protest until robots were granted rights. And since then, they've been on the Council of Descendants speaking as a representative of Botkind. I whisper to my children, look, it's your grandfather. Oh, 
they have they they are painted in pastel pinks and blues and they still have uh they they're well renowned for being one of the biggest collectors and aficionados of a strange kind of media from earth in the 1980s it's something called a uh, rainbow bright you've never heard of it before nice um yeah, it's, it's very, a lot of bots are very into weird niche things. That's kind of one of the ways they try to prove that they're organic, they're like organics. Do they have like so a, they tend to be a little bit... Do they have like an airbrushed t-shirt like you'd get at a amusement park or maybe an airbrushed just chassis? Like They absolutely do. They also have a, a, a range of different um, interesting gear. You can actually spot them. They're all pastel in pinks and blues. Uh, a lot of neon. If you go to the end of the slide deck, you'll see okay, a picture. Okay, I just need to see some Lisa Frank action with with this one. <laughs> you also notice that there is a uh, one of the most famous counselors for being uh, sort of like one of the most serious. Um, Feledrin, who is elegant, tall, blue-skinned, and sharp-eared. Um, very elongated from a light-gravity world. There's a few more. Dar Ukla, who's a rhino-horned otherworlder. Very massive, slow speaker. Vino, who's a Delusian. Delusians are four-armed and furry. And uh, there's there's also this one character who you don't recognize and is introduced as Dr. Blithert. Um, and it is, it is ultimately Feledrin who speaks first. They turn and they, they look down at you all who have been lit up and you're on a little floating pad in the blackness. All of you know why you're here. Does anybody want to yell something or say something obnoxious? It's perfectly punkish to do so if you wish. My tail flicks. It draws attention to me, but I, I look bored. I say, boo, boo. Jamantha lets out a shrill, like squealing sound like okay do, do your do your babies talk or do they make like little robot noises are they r2d2 style they make little robot noises and it's adorable okay when when that little robot noise escapes pinky perfect says oh it's not cute oh my gosh so but that's not exactly the most polite thing to say has your mama been treating you right i've been treating her better than your mama treats you 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 sort of murmur this under your breath, um, and Pinky Perfect cocks her head, and then she says, so the reason you've been brought here is all of you kids need to work a little bit on your social skills. Philedrin interrupts and says, all of you have been guilty of performing acts that have disrupted core world stability. Some of you have caused direct physical harm to structures, Others have been responsible for social revolutions and conflict instigation. And many of you have been accused of appropriation of funds and equipment that is beyond your requisition status. The Delusian Vino steps forward and he goes, basically y'all in trouble. And he grins really big. One thing you know about Delusians is they're renowned for having the most honest culture of all core worlders, which leads to sort of a weird status. They are both the most trusted of all core worlders and also the least liked. Nobody likes them because they always say what's on their mind and they say it exactly the way they think it. I'm still working on my uh, Zark voice, but I think he would uh, just sort of grumble. Uh, 
I am trouble. <laughs> um, uh, Vino goes, exactly. You're trouble. And most of you have been through all the programs, right? Here, like Ace Danger is like crosses her arms and she goes, you said it, you furry little critter. And he goes, see now, that's the kind of antisocial behavior that just really doesn't rub everybody the right way. So we're going to get rid of you. When Ace says, when Ace says furry, I uh, clear my throat and uh, kind of wave my tail in front of Ace's face. Uh, yeah, Ace just kind of looks over and goes, doesn't even look like kind of grins at you, like clearly has no shame at all. Philedrin holds up a hand and, and, and immediately interjects says, what Counselor Vino means to say is that we have, well, a proposal to make to all of you. And there's a moment where like all of you are kind of looking like a proposal. And, uh, and Philedrin says, I'll let Dr. Blithert explain. Blithert is, uh, well, kind of a hovering tentacled uh, mass, very long, slender tentacles. Uh, you've seen these other worlders before. They're very rare and long-lived. And Blithert has a small, like, box that's attached to their round body that clearly emits a spoken language. And immediately the voice clicks on, and the voice says, It's very exciting. Uh, um, we have a proposal there is a research station where some of my colleagues have been investigating progenitor artifacts. And there's a moment where, like, you can hear mumbling and murmuring. Some of the kids behind you are like, ooh. Yes, and the proposal is, well... And there's a moment where, like, Philedrin looks sideways at Dar Ukla. And Dar Ukla, like, kind of gives a, like, ponderous groan and nods and says, we would like to send you as research interns and there's like there's like a murmur of like like all the counselors are all kind of nodding we get paid though right it's not like that kind of internship um dar ukla is the one who speaks says all core worlders will be compensated for all labor fairness laws apply Regardless of location, all descendants should live in glory. Can you speed it up, bud? I'm rusting over here. I feel like that wasn't really an answer, but okay. <laughs> no, no, it's not an answer. <laughs> the short of this is all core worlders don't have to worry about money. Money's kind of like a, a non thing for right, most core right. worlds because folks eat, folks get to live, folks get to choose the job of their choosing. Things are sustainable, so nobody has to really like freak out about being able to pay for things like healthcare. So more or less, they're basically telling you they're sending you to a far off planet to be research interns. You don't know what that necessarily means. Okay, they're ejecting us. That's great. That's great. Cool. Cool. Dr. Blithert says, if you are concerned, please understand. And here a hologram pops up in the middle of the counselors. It's a world. And he says, this is Luna X. It's a moon of a dead planet that four years before the establishment of Core World uh, Rule was a dumping ground for all sorts of different um, materials before the sustainability protocols were in place. Uh, as such, it is covered with the remnants of ancient technology. Uh, recently, my colleagues received a energy signal that suggested that there were progenitor artifacts beneath the surface of the moon. 
They have established a research base and are proceeding with their investigations, but here Philedrin interrupts and says, they are perhaps the only people in the core worlds who can deal with you. They are not that dissimilar in nature. So what happens if we bring back uh, these artifacts? When you say that, um, Blithered says, it would be incredible, uh, an advancement for the core worlds and knowledge of our history and the progenitors that could have unlimited consequences. You would be hailed as heroes. And if we just find a comfortable place on this moon and let the rest of these uh, fools stumble their ways into the darkness? Philedrin says, you will be allowed to stay upon Luna X as long as you like, but you will not be allowed to leave without requisitioning and requesting transferal from the council. I lean over to him and I say, unless we can steal a ship. You find it, I'll, I'll hack it. And I'll fly it, baby. Here we go. Uh, yeah, Ace hears you guys and like leans back and says, I'm liking our chances here. And a couple other kids like holler out they're in. A few of them have like separated off and look like they're not coming with. I didn't think we had a choice in this matter. Uh, Philedrin says, if there are those of you who do not wish to accept the council's ruling on this matter, you will once again be requisitioned into a reintegration program. There's a no. groan from all the assembled kids. Oh. Like there's a whole bunch of like one kid goes, I hate baskets. My three kids just let out the ho- most horrible like ah, 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 sound. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, I like this hero status. I mean, heroes get whatever they want. Man, I could get used to yeah. that. <laughs> I think I'm going to call the progenitors the progs. What do we think about progs? Is that okay? Very prog. Oh, wow. Very That's prog. going to be super, like a lot of core worlders would be really, really offended. Like, it's great. That if you want to troll like more, people, yeah. That's, yeah. that's the move. Say, man, yeah, man that's this, the move. these prog tech got to have a fast ship. Am I right? I mean, they went all over the galaxies. There's a little bit of a gasp. That goes up like this is this is the equivalent of, you know, insulting somebody's uh, deeply held religious (laughs) beliefs. Like and some of the counselors, at least one of them puts a hand over their chest. Pinky Perfect says, "Okay, we've got it. Everybody here has got a little bit of an attitude. And, you know, that's great. It's really good for the long term survival of like, you know, all of us descendants. And here's where Blythert interrupts. Blythert says, Indeed, there is reason to believe that your insouissance gets really excited by the word insouissance. What does like, that mean? Really clearly flails its tentacles. I think it means you pee yourself. I don't want to pee myself. <laughs> Me either. I, just, I don't know where this is going. I explained to them what insouissance means. Go on. Because I know, la- I know languages. On. What does it mean? You know languages. It means... It means... Go on, Yasha. Should I make a roll? <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you looking this up on Google? I'll tell you. Insouissance means like cocky arrogance and backtalk in the face of authority so it's kind of the perfect word for you um all of you yeah and uh blithert says maybe a larger pattern in our our evolutionary uh patterns you see people like you and here the tentacles flail at you are incredibly necessary in times of chaos 
and and challenge and difficulty. And Philedrin holds up a hand and says, which is why you are so ill-suited to this era of peace, prosperity, and sustainability. And Pinky interrupts here and says, we're trying to send you somewhere where you can be yourselves and it won't hurt anyone. So you're afraid of us. So that's what it is. When you say that, Blythert says, oh, no, I find you most exciting and evidence of the progenitor's greater plan. And Philedrin says, yes. At the same time that Blythert's <laughs> saying all of that, Philedrin just says, absolutely. Um, the little uh, delusion says, okay, okay. Can we end with all the talky talk? Can I take the kids? The other counselors uh, nod, and Philedrin says, Accompany Counselor Vino to your transport if you accept the terms. If not, and Philedrin waves, says, Counselor Perfect will lead you to a transport to the reintegration park on Amusement 4. Pinky goes, it's really beautiful, you guys. Super, super chill. Let's go. Let's go be heroes. Are we sure Pinky Perfect yeah. led a revolution? I'm not I'm not getting it. I'm a little disappointed. Sorry, kids. I'm sorry. This, never you know. meet your heroes. Uh, never meet your heroes. You uh you have to remember Pinky was striking for basic rights as a descendant. Right, right, right. right. Not for the right to burn things down to the ground. In fact, from Pinky's perspective, you guys, especially you, Pinky didn't let it out, but especially you, Dora, have absolutely (gasps) no respect. You're creating robot life and you're not even a bot yourself. And you have the audacity to try (gasps) to raise them without any kind of guidance from bot kind. You're, You're stealing some of her people. Um... She's being really polite considering all of that. The audacity of saying that I cannot <laughs> have bought children. Are you kidding me? That is so, so. You built them? Speciesist. That mm-hmm. is highly offensive. Maybe I would have a little bit more guidance if people would just accept the fact that I have bought children, if they would just recognize them. Rude. <laughs> You're mumbling all this to yourself and like and like shaking your head. Pinky didn't say anything, of course. Pinky's been nothing but sunny. Which makes bright. me angrier. Uh, that's Pinky's style. Yeah, I know. That's that's kind of the goal. I say if you really want to get back, come back and make Pinky worship you as a hero. I don't know why she got mad in the first place. I mean, technically, Pinky didn't say nothing. The judgment in Pinky's screen. Oh, on. We all we all know what what Pinky <laughs> said. I picked okay. up on it. <laughs> the tail is like a sensor. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, empathy. I like that idea. Maybe that's part of why you've got your um, your interesting abilities. It's something tail related. Maybe you biohacked it. We don't know. We don't know. The little Delusian counselor, Vino, hops off his little pad. And he's he's real small compared to a lot of you. He's probably about your size, Zark. He's maybe two and a half feet tall. Four, four little, little arms, uh, blue fur. He, he comes scampering over and he goes, okay, kids, come on. Um, you realize there's a there's another delusion with you. And he looks over and he goes, oh, hey. And he goes, I knew they'd get you eventually. Uh, the delusion goes, kind of shrugs. All, and four, says, sh- all four shoulders? 
all four shoulders like this, puts puts the hands up, and then picks up. It looks like a giant. It looks like a staff of some kind, but it's got a couple of like little little like spigots on the top, and uh, and says, "Couldn't help myself." And Vino goes, "What'd you take apart?" And the the other one goes, look, kind of looks sideways and goes, "Generator." And he goes, "Wait, which generator?" He goes the central one <laughs> and they both exchange a look and uh vino vino's like i'm surprised they're letting you off this easy and they walk they walk off all right danger's going there's a little armadillo kid who who heads over he's that that same one who who chatted with you earlier um a bunch of the others they're all sort of crowding up yeah um y'all want to hop Zark's aboard? going too and it sounds terrible when zark moves this body it's <laughs> Low rent, low rent body. Do you that have gave feet me. or do you have like treads? I got like I have like like really rusty. rusty feet, and they have like they have like a knee kind of, but it's it needs it needs some WD forty, a little axle grease, maybe oil can. You want me to fix that? I mean, yeah, I can fix that probably. I think we got maybe. a long flight ahead. Okay, of us. <laughs> you do. I mean, I can't make it worse. I'm sure. Definitely not. You are shuffled aboard what looks like and smells like a garbage scow. Um, Recycling scows, uh, they're called sustainability scows, are well known for doing visits to each of the core worlds to redistribute any parts that can't, that aren't designed to be upcycled by nature. So they're kind of, they kind of pick up the odds and ends and then sell them to other worlds. It's a business. And as y'all get on, uh, the, the comms crackle. You're in the back, and there's junk everywhere. A bunch of the kids are already sorting through it. You hear a voice come on the con and says, Hey, 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 welcome aboard, you little, you little nuggets. Vino goes, Nugget. You all good, Wally? And Wally goes, Oh, of course I am. Look at them all. They're so cute. All right, close up, buckle in. And if you ain't buckling in, just hang on to something that don't move. <laughs> I lift. My uh, my wings kind of have like the exoskeleton thing around them, so I lift them up like I'm venting, and the the, the children <laughs> just kind of swarm the underneath, children. so they're like secured. <laughs> nice. I take my very small clamp hand and just clamp a little handle. No. <gasps> my tail holds onto something. Nice. Prehensile tail is key. Yeah, definitely. So with a sudden like Vino says. Okay, close it up! And the, the back of the scowl lifts up, closes, and within seconds, you feel a horrible jerk. And everyone is thrown to the back of the scowl. Um, if you're holding on to something, this is really going to task your, uh, your your various... And you've lost gravity, so that didn't help either. Anybody who braced on the floor, it's gone. Um... A couple of the kids yell. Everybody's slamming into each other. People are bouncing around. Junk is floating by your heads. Um, yeah, you're uh, you're officially launched. Would anyone like to do anything on the journey apart from getting to know their fellow kids? Uh, I want to get to know uh, the kid with the staff, spigot staff, and armadillo kid. Okay. Uh, the armadillo kid introduces himself as Brillo. The the kid with the staff. Um, you you kind of touch base with that kid, and uh, they're they're already digging around in the junk and also taking parts off the walls. Nice. She introduces herself as Dak. 
Anybody want to chat with them a little? Ask them a few things. Like, what'd you get put in for? You're well. You're welcome I, to chat with like, them as much as you like. I would like, like or to become little. friends with Dak, please, as well. Thank you. Dak is over in the corner. That staff thing. Those three little spigots. There's a high intensity um, torch, oh. and they've fired it up, and they're currently detaching pieces of the scow from the inside. Nice. Uh, I want to know what uh, the Dillo Kid, Dak. And Ace Danger want. Happy to make rolls if needed. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love you to make moves on this. Tell me who you're yeah. going to talk to first and what you're going to say. Um, I see uh, Theodora talking to Dak, so I'm going to talk to Dillo. Okay. Um, his name is not Dillo. I'm sorry. His name is Brillo. Brillo. He is an armadillo. He is armadillo like, but you know, he's Brillo the Dillo, you know? Brillo the Dillo. Um, well, he's sort of sitting in the corner and like all hunkered over yeah. and he's making these weird little grunting and humming noises. Hey, you okay, bud? He looks up and he goes, uh, bud, is this a term of respect or, or denigration in your core world? Uh, it's a term of uh, peership. He he kind of like, he has these pair, this pair of dark goggles and he kind of shifts them up a little. He's got very tiny little eyes and he, he sort of stares at you. And then for a moment he says, you will have to forgive me. I am not, uh, commonly uh used to communicating uh well and then he kind of stops brillo is what is commonly called a digger although the official term the official name for their people are frallo uh the frallo are a they are a burying they, they dig and they tunnel their core world is very well known for being home of some of the most exotic and most extreme underground architecture throughout the core worlds right um, I, I say, Hey, you're a frollo. Um, you get, you find any, uh, cool stuff in any of your digs? Okay, Question. Are you an other world? Are you an other worlder that is noticeable like a people or are you like a human, human hack or some kind of like unidentifiable, like in between? Uh, I, I am a people. My people aren't the only people in my world, but I am a people. Okay. I got you. Do your people have a name? Uh, that's an excellent question. Um, because you just identified him by name. You were like, you're a Frallo, which is yeah. a little bit forward. It's a little bit like being like, I see you are a this. Like yeah. it's a very labely thing. So I want to know if he knows what your label is. It's more to say, I see you. Yeah. Um, Speaking of forward, just while they're doing that, I just, I unhinge my legs as a waist and kind of just dump them unceremoniously onto, uh, onto Theo's lap. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so now I'm just a torso in the seat. Yeah. <laughs> just sitting there on the ground. Yeah. Uh, hey guys, what what's the name of my species? Ooh, your people, the cat people. I mean, felinoid is easy, or I would say something boring like a Tabitha, but oh no, <laughs> I like that. That's kind of on the nose. A Tabithan. A Tabithan. Your Tabithans. But then just put it on, put the emphasis on a different syllable. Tabathans. 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 Tabithans. 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 I'm a Tabithan. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Brilla looks at you and goes, "You are a." Tabithan. Yeah. Why are we identifying our original species? Is this common in your core world? Just making conversation. Um, you seem like he a says, cool... Excuse me for a moment. He digs around a little bit and he pulls something out and he hits it against a, a metal object near him. And there's all of a sudden this really powerful note. It's a really pure sound. And it rings out and your ears pick it up, Yafit, and all of a sudden you feel really, really relaxed. 
and Brillo himself seems to calm down a little and, and like looks at you and goes, uh, we may continue communicating and nods at you. Somehow you feel much more positively disposed towards this guy all of a sudden. Nice. All of you do. You all feel real chill. Hey, just uh, just saying, hey, we're in the same boat, ship, situation. And, uh, you know, let me know if you need anything, okay? I need, I am supplied with necessary comestibles, kind of like digs around in, in, their, in their sort of bags and says, and can uh, excrete in, looks around, hey, we, any we one of a number of locations. Excrete, buddy. That's too much. If anybody wants to ask, he's got a great story to tell about why he's here. But uh, but I, I I was hoping you'd go for that. That's what I want to know. So just why are you all here, uh, Armadillo Man, other girl? I say Brillo. Brillo's the name. The the the, the little guy goes. It it is. Uh, I am. And then he kind of like clearly lost it because you overlapped. He's clearly a very one signal kind of dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says there was there was a query and looks confused. What's your story? How'd you end up here? Uh, my people reproduce in uh, small clutches. I was one of twelve <laughs> eggs. He starts to go through like. How, how did you get in? How did you get in trouble to end up being put on this ship? And nothing about the secretions. Uh, Danger eggs, is sitting huh? right. <laughs> Danger is sitting right next to him. and goes, "Let me translate. They want to know how you got in trouble." Brillo says, "I." I'm very interested in sound and vibration. Uh, there is a vibration that I have isolated that causes most organics to lose control of their their excretory uh, apparatus. And really? I tested it in a very public location. I think we need to test that again real soon. And please let me watch. Brillo, Brillo digs not, around not right and he now. starts not pulling right out. Now. He starts he starts pulling something out. He's about to ring it. Danger grabs his hand and goes, easy there, big guy. Put it away. We don't want this whole place stinking. And he goes, my, my people are not well known for their sense of smell. <laughs> Neither are mine. Do it. I can turn mine off currently. So. He puts it away, but like Danger's like, Danger's got like the thing. It looks like a big tuning fork, but it's it's right. wonky. It's got some lights blinking on it and some wires. There's things going on there that you don't know how to exactly identify. Uh, definitely looks pieced together. But it's different than the other one, the calm fork. Uh, it is. They're all different. Um, you, you've only okay. seen two, but it looks like he probably has a lot more in there. What about, uh, what about you, Ace? What are you in for? Just very quickly, while these, while these things are going on, just because I have a lap full of, like, Zark's legs, I have had, a, like, a little side conversation with Dak, and I'm just like, we're not even like more of like a, a glance, a nod of understanding. And I'm taking some of the bits of metal that are left over from the destruction that they're causing and welding them into the limbs and legs. Actually, you know what? I will I will say I will say that Dak is actually ripping parts off the ship and actively curating parts for you. Like without saying Perfect. a word. Just That's like, all I wanted to do like, at this stage. <laughs> creating a pile behind her of parts. But also like like tossing specific ones that seem useful, and yeah, you're using the basic legs that he's got and trying to like build them out. Um, yeah, if anybody, yeah. by the way, at the That's end of this it. at the end of this particular episode wants a bond here or wants to think about some of their 
think about the lines you're building here. When mm-hmm. you say, what are you in for, Ace, Zark? Uh, Ace kind of looks at it and goes, are you a butt? Or uh, kind of knocks on your case. Hey, that's where my brain is. Like if I knocked on your skull, lady? <laughs> uh, when you say that, she goes, wouldn't be the first time, won't be the last, and grins real big. I reach out and I just knock on her skull. <laughs> yeah, she leans down and like leans into it. And, uh, and, and she says, you ask, you go first. You have to tell your little story about what you got in for. Oh, uh, I lost my first leg boosting cyber sleds on the moons of Saborum Prime. I lost an arm in my right eye in a hack wagon race on the sublight rim and lost my other leg running down solar skiffs on Voltar 2. And after that, I traded in the rest of my body to a wetware scientist who was looking for a pilot for his new hyperlight fighter. But apparently, getting installed in a, um, I now learned, illegal hyperlight fighter is, uh, you know, not, not something they're thrilled about in the core worlds. And um, somebody, they uninstalled me, and they put me in this tin can here I'm in. And uh, Okay, when you start talking that way, Ace goes from, like, smarmy to, like, eyebrows up to big grin and by the end ace goes what's your name because we're friends now and sticks out a hand zark zap him pleased to meet you ace danger and if you ask me what i'm in for well pretty much everything you've been in for and then a few things on the side that's funny because i've been in for everything you're in for plus a few of my own things on the side (laughs) she says that's about right. And then she 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 looks at you. She goes, if it ain't bolted down, I've stolen it. If it's not in a boot, I've driven it. And if it's something I wasn't supposed to do, I've tried it twice. That's pretty cute. But uh, I've driven with a boot. Didn't stop me. Barely even slowed me down. I'll tell you about it sometime. She goes, she goes, I can see that. You look really aerodynamic. This is fantastic. She kind of like, she kind of rocks you a little. And she's like, I imagine I could throw you at least five feet. Uh, yeah, when I get my legs, I'm a little heavier, but we'll see how it goes. She goes, how do you drive with those little stubby arms? Oh, I don't drive with my arms, baby. I drive with my heart and more specifically my brain in a jar. <laughs> she actually has swiveled you around and is like, and is like looking at all your ports. And she's like, you've got a lot of wetware back here. What, do you have a jazz speculator input? Oh, I got three just in case one's broken and the other's busy. Okay, at this point, there is a huge jolt, and you hear Wally's voice. Alrighty, kids! We're definitely coming in orbit, uh, but, uh, well, this old beast ain't really behaving the way she should. There's another shutter that rocks through the ship, and he goes, Hey, you there! The pink one! Don't take that one out! That's the... And there's a rip as Dak rips something out of the wall and looks at it with a, like, a sense of satisfaction and hands it to you, Dora. And at that moment, the entire ship shudders and starts to careen. The gravity is oh, still no. gone, and now you're starting to bang off the walls. Wally goes, whoa, Nelly! Well, let's see which one of you guys is the best pilot and gets us not killed right Give me my legs, give me my legs. have to yell that, Yafit. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> And I, I get I get my flip driver set and just like a little torch comes out and I whoop them back in. Well, you're you're floating in midair. That's definitely going to be a move. And I'm going to let you know right now. Brillo shouts from over next to the board. He goes, oh, we're about to crash. There is a, a moon. And like 
a whole bunch of the kids like float over next to the one port in the back. You can see down below you this moon that is absolutely, it looks like it's covered in mountains of crud. And you're careening sideways down towards it at an alarming rate. It doesn't look that fast because, you know, you're far off. But you realize that this has got to be incredibly fast once you get inside the atmosphere, if there is one. Um, you're about to crash land. And all of y'all better do something if you don't want to get hurt. Theodore and Zark are probably going to do things important. I find myself between the two softest species I can find. (laughs) (laughs) So you are about to careen into the surface of this unknown moon. And if you don't do something, it's going to end up being real bad for all of you. Save yourselves from an explosive fiery death. Welcome to your first drama clock. Okay, (laughs) next week, will our punks be able to pull it off, or are they going to end up exploding and, uh, you know, causing more trouble for everyone involved? Find out next time if they can pull it off and whether they land softly or, uh, mm, let's say, make more of an explosion than they already have. Landings aren't my strong suit, but I uh, I can manage, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think any of you are really good at landing. I'm good at making craters. (laughs) You're going to make a big one this time. So shout outs, y'all. I would love to have everybody give a chance to like shout out anybody you feel like you really, you you dug something they did. It's always important to share that storytelling love. Okay, 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 okay. Zark going toe to toe, trying to (laughs) one up. Ace Danger. <laughs> Ace Danger is a great name. I want to see how that develops. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I actually would love to give you a line for that. Like frenemies are like rival, like rival. ultimate rivalry with Ace Danger. Like I feel like yeah. you guys have a thing there. I mean, for rivals, she has to be like even in my league. So I don't know. It's like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Rivals. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Sounds like a rival. It's exactly how she feels I do about need you. another line. So I'll take that. I never did. I did never pick a quirk or whatever. So I can take a rivalry as my bond. Take take that bond. Yeah. No. Rivals with ace danger. Absolutely. I got to give it up for. Uh, yeah. For, yo, I like the I like the cat. I like the whole vibe of the cat. I like the tail. Cool cat. And I like the charisma character. It's something we haven't really had yet on this show. And uh, I think it plays well. I'm into that. Thanks. The smooth operator vibes. They're so good. Uh, I wanted to shout out Zark for taking off his legs <laughs> and really making this feel like a, a cool sci-fi yes. thing. <laughs> well, and I kind of low-key wondered if that wasn't. So, Dora, I wanted to give you a shout out for not even not even saying to Dak, can I get some parts? 
But just doing the sideways look, I was I was ready for that. I was like, yeah, Dak takes things apart. If you ask Dak, yeah, Dak takes everything apart. That's what Dak does. And you totally read that and you gave Dak the like, let's go. And I kind of feel like that's got to be a line for you. I found a supplier. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I build I build things from what Dak destroys might be the bond. Oh, that's fun. Nice. I'd like to explore that a little bit more. Uh, before I put it officially yeah. as a line, but I think there's there's a seed there. That's it's a legit concept at least. Yeah. All right, y'all. Um, Luna Uni Year One, Year Zero. You guys have not even created a uni yet. You're just a Luna. You're a you're a bucket full of loonies at the moment. Um, next week we're gonna see you crash land, so I know you'll be ready for it. Much love to everybody out there. If you'd like to check us out and play the game, you can find it at patreon.com backslash stories rpg if you become a patron you'll be able to download that and we'll have some free material up on the website for you to check out the luna uni book will be up and fully illustrated and y'all can download it um if you like you don't have to be patrons you can also do a one-off and grab luna uni at stories rpg.com see you in two weeks go everybody